0: contrast uncut yeah you know that's us where we only speak the real and the
1: real rock with us where we motivate the people in the politics what's happening then? it's contrast uncut it's season four episode four man big shout outs to uncle snoop's army and bobby d presents i appreciate you brothers it's your host zylo aka dj one dollars like i won some money ladies and gentlemen Today, we have an incredibly dope special guest. You know, he's out the Bronx, New York. You know, I just got word he's in Jersey for the day, but you know, he's out the Bronx, New York. He's a mastermind with 25 plus years in the game that brings directors and artists' visions to life as a world-renowned music video producer, commissioner, and executive producer. He is the 2019 MTV BMA winner and BET Hip Hop Award winner of the Best Hip Hop Video of the Year with Cardi B's Money. He's known widely because of his approach and capability to deliver videos that are played and will play for the rest of the test of time. His brother's resume includes some of the biggest and brightest stars in the game, such as Cardi B, Jack Harlow, Megan Thee Stallion, Nelly, Erica Badu, Notorious B.I.G., Uncle Snoop, just to name a few, I mean, just a little bit, this brother been working. If you don't know who I'm talking about by now, it's all good. We have our episode to Chop It Up with over scenes. Kareem Johnson, everybody. How you doing, brother?
0: What's going on? Thanks for having me. Greatly appreciate to be here, man. Thank you. That was a great intro, by the way. Thank you, man. (laughs) Absolutely. Come on. I got to do
1: justification for the work that's been done. I mean, you you have a blueprint, brother, and that blueprint may not fit everybody, but there's certain parts of your career that may help someone jump over something or see something that they got to think a little bit differently so that they can have an outcome that's as great as yours, but not not your outcome. Because no yes. one can do what you did. No one can overcome the same thing. And we're going to definitely spend some time highlighting
0: that throughout this whole interview. Beautiful, man. I look forward to it, man. Let's do it. Let's do it.
1: Come on. Come on. Now, time's the most finite thing we have on this earth, brother. So I got to make sure I tell you right now and from the beginning that I appreciate your time, your energy, and just coming on
0: the show and rocking with my listeners and fucking with us. Thank you. That's all. Right. Of course, man. Listen, you reached out I had to just oblige me, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, definitely want to just give some insight and just, you know, just give some people some some some, some words of wisdom, some words of wisdom, some insight, you know, some inspire folks, you know, especially what, what I do. So it's all good. Thank you so much. Come on. I got this quote. Let me know if this quote relates to you or
1: if it doesn't, you ain't going to hurt my feelings. It's all good. I just want you to talk about it. Are you ready? Okay. Yes, sir. I make notes about things I see in films that really affect me, like the ending of Jules and Jim. I think about how I can utilize things in my work, and I have a team of people who keep me down to earth.
0: John Singleton. He is so right about that, man. You got you know, you to keep a strong team, dedicated, focused team around you to execute the vision that you're trying to put out there. So I definitely, definitely believe, believe in that quote. John Singer to me, rest in peace, great guy, great visionary, you know, uh, his films are definitely gonna live on forever, you know, and he definitely inspired a lot of us, you know what I'm saying? So, all that, what what you just read, what he said, that's 100%
1: truth right there. You know, when I read this quote and I go through quotes, this is my icebreaker for every show. I read this and I was like, whenever this brother Kareem gets involved with videos, he does it where he raises the standard and finds a way to be different. Like I'm like, I wonder if he's taking notes on stuff like, oh, that moment should have been turned into the rest of the video. Oh, that little (laughs) part right there needs to be expanded. Oh, this whole big thing needs to be cut off and start from scratch because your mind ticks to a different beat. And that beat of the drum is something that is rare that, you know, that
0: it's a comfort zone and
1: greatness comes from that.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely, man. You know, everything that I, everything, every project that I do is, you know, I'm still learning despite me being, you know, behind the camera for 20 plus years. I'm still learning. I'm still a student of the culture, of the craft. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm definitely doing all of that. You know, I definitely have to change look at every project, look at every project like it's my first one. I don't look at it as, oh, I'm Kareem Johnson has been doing it for no I look at each project as it's my first. Because you learn so much. You have to be a sponge, man. Even if it's the even if it's the younger guys who may have just started a year ago. I'm still learning from them. You know what I'm saying? So we're all learn from one another, man. So I'm definitely one of those folks that's um I'm very um very grateful to be here, you know, and grateful to just be doing what I'm doing. Something that I really love to do, man. So definitely.
1: I've learned that all the humble and hungry people not only stay in the game and continue to stay relevant, but they also learn that, you know, they're a sponge in the atmosphere. They're retaining it and pushing out as much game as they can when it's time. If if it's game time, they're ready to go. That's what a sponge does. They're not a fly in the room. They don't get spatted because they seen too much or they got too close. And- you know, it's really important that people understand that part of the game. You just can't be in a room and just accept that you're in the room. You gotta find a way to be
0: the sponge. Yeah, definitely. It's automatic, man, automatic. And that's to a lot of young folks too, man. It's like, yo, please ask questions, please. If there's anything you don't know, there's nothing There's nothing wrong with asking questions. If you don't know, you just don't know. But the point that, you know, the, 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 the first hurdle that you should take is opening your mouth and just asking those questions. Closed mouths don't get fed amen you they, know? they stay hungry that's right man stay hungry that way man so you got you gotta ask questions that's the only way you're gonna you know lead on to the next the next situation but that's important see i
1: want to get into to my history but i'm, I'm gonna ask this question because it's, it's firing in my soul what's rule number one to you in filming
0: number one thing is um be truthful in what you're trying to do just be truthful in what it is that you want to do because there's so many different avenues, so many different lanes in the you know in film and television production. once you come in and you come in as an entry level as a PA, a production assistant right and you, that's, your, that's your entry level. that's your level to sit there and you stay around the set and you look at all these different departments, all these different people working in various ways for one common cause which is to execute that vision. But it takes different people, different mindsets, the skill sets, I should say, to even execute it. So now it's like, do I want to jump into the camera department? Do I want to jump into the electric department, the grip department? Do I want to be a stylist? Do I want to do hand makeup? Do I want to be a teamster where I'm driving the trucks? Do I want to do? Do I want to jump into food, craft service, catering? It's so many. The art department, post production. There's so many different avenues. That you can you can make a really great living at. I know so many people that are not producers, that are not directors, that are just electricians, grips, hair and makeup that are making a killing and living a, a beautiful life. You know, they didn't, they didn't have they don't have to be in charge. They don't have to be the director or executive producer or the producer. But the, you know, but their skill set takes them, you know, brings them to the, brings them on these, on these sets, movies, TV, whatever, and they're working forever. You know what I'm saying? So that's important that you should come on set and just figure it out. What is it you want to do? And once you, and once you figure that out, man, just go hard, you know, go hard with it and stick to it. Don't just try to, you know, I want to jump in it now and then next year I'm going to be the director. Take your time. Cause that's what, that's what it was with me. Like it, t- it took me, it took me a second to start producing. Like, you know, there's levels to it. You know, I started out as a production coordinator, then started production managing. Then I started producing my first Latin videos. To and then to eventually hip hop, R and B, everything else which you, which you see now. But yeah, man, I mean just be be true to yourself and understand this is what it is. It's a tough business, man. You gotta have thick skin for it too. Oh yeah, you need onion layered skin for sure. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. Ask you, brother,
1: did the game choose you or did you choose the game?
0: um both um i say both because i was born into this my father he's an electrician he was a gaffer he's a he's the chief lighting technician he's the person on chip on set that um he's in charge of all the lighting and all the power on set so as you see hence the title you know lights camera action as you see lights come first right Need lights on to see you need the power on first so he you know that's how i started he brought me in when i was 15 years old But prior to that, my uncles, I have uncles that are Teamsters. I have, my father's fathers a gaffer, I have a whole, whole, I mean, currently there's about a good 15 of us that are currently in the business. Whether it's producing, whether they're behind the camera, whether they're grips, whether they're electricians, we all have different different avenues in this business. So um, the game chose me, which is my dad, but then I ran with it. You know, he wanted me to start producing. He didn't want me to be an electrician doing what he was doing for the rest of my life. And he said, listen, I need you to start producing. And I, you know, I left Atlanta and I came back home to New York and ran with it, Mm. you know, and um, as soon as I got to New York from Atlanta, I met a young director by the name of Hype Williams and started working with Hype on so many videos. You know, and um, hype gave me my, he gave me my opportunity, my my first start as a as a gaffer, and then from there I said, you know what, I'm gonna just push it, push the limit a little bit more, and I'm gonna start producing. You know, and um, it worked out. And then me and it's so crazy because I haven't seen hype in so long. We just worked together right before COVID. Matter of fact, I hate to bring it up, but the day that Pop Smoke got killed, um we was actually in LA shooting a music video me and hype i was actually commissioning the video he was directing so full circle full circle i was his electrician back then 20 plus years ago now i'm the commissioner actually giving him the job you know and it worked out it was a, it was a it was a video for a boogie featuring young thug so um yeah it was um it was crazy but yeah, man, the game—the actually, the game chose me, man. Because you know, growing up in New York City, i, I wanted to be a train conductor. I wanted to—I wanted to operate the subways. Because you know, you, thats the—that's form of transportation here in the city, man. So it was like, I always loved the train, the number, you know, the, the D train, the four train. Those were my train. Those were my trains in the Bronx. So it was like, I really wanted to like, you know, operate the trains, man. But my dad was like, Nah, you following, you following, you 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 with me, you with the family, family business. Yeah.
1: Generational
0: wealth. And I mean, yeah, he, man. it's definitely a blessing to see not only
1: the growth, but the the journey, you know, yeah. I, a lot from Kobe Bryant. I grew up in L.A. Kobe Bryant's, you know, big, big thing out here in L.A., especially growing up. With no you watch sports and you get inspiration. And his biggest thing to me that always stuck with me is you got to enjoy the process. You got to enjoy the bad times, the struggle, because if mm-hmm. you don't, once you overcome it, you're not going to have that same joy. You're not going to enjoy it the same way, and it'll disappear even faster. You're going to
0: go back searching for something. That's right, and that's important, man, because, like I said, that journey was important for me. I started out, like I said, as an electrician with my dad first, and then I got into production, started production coordinating, started production managing, then I started producing. But I was also, I learned how to AD, which is assistant director. I learned how to second AD. So when the time, when the time came for me to start producing, I knew those departments, you see what I'm saying? So I started producing, I, I was producing for almost, for about 23 years. And then the next level, the next step for me was, was video commissioning in which now I'm in, I'm the person that actually gives the job to those directors. So I find the talent, I cultivate that talent, you know, I give them an opportunity. So that's the one thing that I love. You know, cause that's what Kareem means. Kareem means generous. So I've always felt, I've always been that, you know, so now I'm in this new position which I've been for the, in the past three years. I love it. And just what we've been, what I've been doing, me and my company has been doing, it's been, it's been amazing. So I want to ask you, Kareem,
1: what was your first confirmation? Cause you know, there's been so many confirmations along your career and you know, you listen to that spirit that you know not only is this what you're supposed to do, you were guided, you followed it. And then that other spirit kept on saying that you, you know, the meaning of your name. And it's crazy how you went along the journey. Not only did you not give up, you overcame, you set the standard and raised the bar, but here you are, you're an opportunity to give back. And you do. You gave back immediately, like, and it's it's amazing to hear the journey. And so I, I want to know that first confirmation that you felt like this is, what I'm, this is what I'm doing. This, yes, yes, I'm being pushed. Yes, I'm being in semi. But this is where I knew that this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm not going to go jump on something else and, and try and change the way things are being done. Because that's not the way I see
0: it. I think the confirmation for me was on my involvement with my first production company. The, first, um, the, first, the very first production company that I was involved with was called RCC Entertainment. And it's a company based in New York City by um, my guy Randy Connor. Now, Randy Connor, he's a big, big um, choreographer. He choreographed like Salt and Pepper's Shoot, Salt and Pepper's Waterman, Foxy Brown, Jay Z, I'll Be Video. I mean, he did everything, but he saw it as well. Listen, I'm a big choreographer, but I I actually want to get into production. So we started his company. I I forgot how me and Randy even met. But we linked up and we started, um, you know, he started RCC and that's where I actually produced my very first music video, which was um, Royal Flush featuring Noriega for Ice Down Medallions. So that was my very first music video that I ever produced. Now, prior to that, hold on, let let me reel that back. That was the very first hip hop video produced. Prior to that, I had like maybe three, four videos prior, I was producing a lot of Latin videos, you know, um, my very first video that I ever did was this, this group called Mundo Max. They had a song called mugustan en Todas. Um, then I did a video for this group called Latin Boys. And I did another video for this group called Los en Tocables. And then that led me to now I have a couple of videos under my belt. So I felt that was my confirmation right there. And I, and, I, and I was consistent. Not only did I get one, I got two. Now I got another. And then became another so now that that, that, that was like four. So now I got four videos in my belt. Mind you. They're all Latin videos, right? But you know, I want to jump into hip hop R&B, whatever, whatever. And I pursued, I pursued a gentleman by the name of Brian Leach over at Blunt Recordings. Blunt Recordings at the time had Mike Geronimo. They had Cash Money Click which Ja Rule was in and they had an artist by the name of Raw Flush. Brian Leach gave me the opportunity to actually produce a video for Raw Flush, which was the Ice Down Medallions" video. So that was also a confirmation because I pursued that and it happened, you know? So, So now, that's my first rap video, right? I remember sitting at home at my mother's house and the video came on Rap City. Boom, that was it, that was it for me. Because watching that video Told it, just it just it just told me that you can do it. You knew this. You knew the steps it took to actually get a video produced to the point where it's on the air now, and that video is being used to sell records. Yes, you know. So that was that was really my confirmation once I saw the very first video on television. And I like mind you, I did the Latin videos. I don't know where they went. You know once the video was done i mean i have a copy if i have a tape i have a vhs cassette you know tape of it that i can watch any time that i want but i you know i wasn't at home unfortunately i wasn't watching the spanish you know the, sp- the spanish video channel where i can actually see those videos so i didn't know but when i watched rap city and saw that that raw flush video that was my confirmation and then from there he just started i started getting more and more and more and brian leach Actually, was the you know he 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 sparked it all in me because he also had Lil John and the Esau Boys, so I did all those videos. Right. B. I, B. I, um I did all those videos. The Ying Yang Twins, he had Pitbull. I did the first five Pitbull videos. I did Kulo. I did I did uh, a Damn It Man. I did all those first videos, and he had another artist by the name of tija Moses. I did her videos. So it just you know Brian believed in me to the point where it was a re- it was repeat business. And that was the number one thing for me too. Repeat business. See. I want to make sh- I want to make sure that I delivered. Not only did I deliver, I delivered a good video. I delivered a video that the artist was happy with, and I delivered a video on time. You know mm. what I'm saying? And that you know that right there means the world to me. You know, and that's why I re- I'm a champion of repeat business. And to this day, twenty plus years later, you know, Brian went on. You had ASAP Rocky, you had ASAP Ferg, you had all the, and me and Brian is still working to this day. Wow. Seeing the
1: Tony of relationships. Now, I yeah. talk about this all the time on the show. Relationships will get you places that money cannot. That's right. Your relationship, build it together appropriately and effectively, you can make a lot of money together. But you don't yeah. make business and pleasure in the wrong way until you guys both have that thin line agreed upon and grown from. And it's just, it's amazing to hear the testimonies of relationships that last, we're talking about 15 years, 20
0: years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Brian is definitely doing his thing. He still has ASAP, ASAP Rocky. You know, he has a new artist by the name of Jay Waffle, who I actually did uh, three videos for um yeah man so you know that was that was it for me man and i've just you know from new york city to miami to atlanta to los angeles and everywhere else in between i was producing videos you know for a number of different artists different labels manager independent artists whatever i just wanted to work so you know? I
1: wanna ask you brother why was the the emphasis so much on music? Was that more passion-driven? Or was, you yes. know, because there's TV. Everyone always says, hey, you know, that same camera that uses to film those big videos, the same camera they use to film the movies and the shows. And so yeah. I want to know just what was some of your thought process back in the day when you were like, should I lean towards TV and capture things? Or should I stick to what I'm doing?
0: You know, Benny well, Bo- That's crazy. We're talking about Benny Boom. I I just, we just was texting each other like within an hour ago. You know, that's my guy. You know, I've known Benny for 20 plus years. We came in the game together. So, as a matter of fact, I just posted a video today for Throwback Thursday that I produced for Benny in 2004. I mean, we've been together since, I don't know, I've known Benny, Benny since the 90s, you know, so, you know, that's my guy. So, I'm proud of him just like he's proud of me, so it's all love. But, um answer your question in regards to I started doing TV first with my dad I did movies with him I did TV we worked on the TV show In the Heat of the Night I was on that show for four years my father was on that show for seven years so this is that was my I'm 17 years I'm 17 years old you know in Covington Georgia with my dad on a TV show with Carol O'Connor Howard Rollins uh, uh, Jeffrey Thorne uh, 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 Hugh O'Connor, uh, all these folks that was on the show, uh, 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 Carl Weathers, all these folks, and that was my training ground as an electrician, right? But once I got, once I came back home to New York City, and I got with hype, I, you know, I'm young. I'm, you know, it's hip hop. So this is, you know, I'm young. I'm. This is what I'm into, and I grew up in it. I just grew up in the music video culture, and that became my lane. My thing is. The type of life that I like that, that I wanted, music videos suited my lifestyle because I'm also a family man. I also like to have a life. So music videos to me was always the stick and move type of a situation. Cause I can shoot five videos within two weeks, right? I can shoot five videos. And then I could go and relax for a good week or two if I if I want to. When you do the move when you do a movie my T V show, months at a time, you know, four or five, six, depending on the product depending on the production, you're on that shit every day. You know, there's no and that's a real nine to five. So I stayed in my music video lane and mastered that to the point where I'm still to this day working with the top artists. You know, and that's what I choose that's what I chose to do. You know, no shade to anybody that did music videos at first and then went on to do TV and film. And that's, that's, that's definitely the progression, you know? But for me, I stayed in this lane, and I also knew this was also the entry level to a lot of young creatives. You know what I'm saying? So these are the same creatives that, that, that you see growing in the music video space, and then they go off to do, you know, movies. And, and I, know, I know a lot of these directors that are big, that are doing big films but they started doing music videos that I, that I produced for them, you know what I'm saying? So it, you know, and I, and I love being in that space because those same directors will come back to me, like, yo, Kareem, yo, my little brother, he's trying to direct, yo, do what you did for me. What did you do? Can you do it for him as well? You know, it's just, I have no problem doing that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I stayed in this lane because I felt comfortable and especially being a family man with children, it allowed me just to to, have a family and spend time and just have a life you know what i'm saying so that's why that's that's one of the reasons why i stayed in the music video game.
1: no and i i respect you i normally i wait a little bit later but because we brought it up i want to make sure i give you your flowers for being a dedicated father if you go to this brother's instagram page he's done all this incredible work in this industry and has really left the stamp but the first thing on his page is he's a father and he listens his kids. And I, I respect you, brother. I'm a father myself. And I take my hat off and give flowers to everyone that is, Thank you know, you, and really pushing the line of giving T-I-M-E. You said it countless times that, you know, you already understand it. You get it. Kids don't spell yeah. love with money. They spell it T-I-M-E the time. And you have right. to manipulate your schedule to deliver your dreams and your reality of going home every day because that's, that's the biggest blessing we
0: could have. Oh, that's right, man. That's right. That's important to me because that's how my father was. My father came home every night. You know what I'm saying? He was there. I mean, yes, he put that time in into his career, but he also put that time into us, to me, my brother, my sisters. You know what I'm saying? And that's where I get it from. You know, I get it from he was my example. You know what I mean? So it's, it's only right that I do the same thing for, you know, my close ones, you know, my best friend. And, they. you know, I, ha- I have to lead by example you know and i think that's what i'm doing you know i'm 47 years old i don't feel like i'm 47 but it's like you know i'm a young 47 as i say <laughs> you know what i'm saying oh. but it's like it's important it's important to me to definitely give back lead by example you know what i'm saying because there's not there's not too many not too many of us that, that look like me that are in these positions you exactly. know what i'm saying and that's important that's 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 even more important to me you know so um yeah man that's um That's why I stay here, man. Because this is the begin. This is the training ground for the creatives that you see that go on to bigger and you know to the bigger projects. You know,
1: I am so honored right now. I know I'm middle in the damn interview, but as as (laughs) you speak, it hits my soul more and more. Just the honor of being in your presence, brother. Because not only Mm -hmm. do you do you turn the key, you show them how to pick up the key, how to hold it, and how to twist it all at the same damn uh at the same
0: uh uh uh, lesson yeah you have to man that's important man you have to you know but that also comes from experience you know i'm saying that also comes from experience me you know a lot of it's been a lot of trial and error with me like i'm not going to sit here and act like oh it's been great no i've had i had listen i've had my downs i've had plenty of ups i've had plenty of downs as well so those experiences have taught me to the point where i could just you know, relay that to somebody else who, you know, who may have those questions. And that's important, man, because we don't know it all, like I said earlier, like I'm still learning. Right. You know, my father, my father passed away three years ago, but I wish he was here, man, because, you know, he didn't see me. He didn't see me grow to be a commissioner. You know, when he passed away, I was still executive producing and producing projects, but he didn't see me as a commissioner now. So, you know, I wish he was here to see that and we could just have these conversations but it's important, man, that I just give back to the guys that want that information, the guys and the women that just want that information. That's important. Oh, yeah, no, you know the spirit list. And I mean, and you're a, tra- and you're a truth, and you're a testament of, of that too, because it's like I tell everybody, listen, DM me. Like, I'm not one of those that just, if you hit me, I'm not gonna hit you back. Like, you hit me and I hit you back. Fact. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, cause you never know, you don't know who's in those DMs. You, you can find a jewel. It could be a gem in that DM, and you don't even know it.
1: Now, my brother, you know am saying been letting diamonds dance this entire time. You've been letting them diamonds come from the sky. They put <laughs> diamonds in the rough, and you took them. Oh out. man! By the time they touched the ground, they were shining. But people, what's the man
0: process to go listen, up and down? That's right, man. I mean, listen, I, and I quote, I quote my dad, and I and it just he's he listen, and I I use him a lot because he's very important to me. Um, But that's one of the things he always told me. He was like, listen, man, common sense ain't too common. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So that's important. That always stuck with me. And that's why it was, like, very important for me to just, excuse me, for me to just give back, man, because that's what he did. I mean, he, I mean, if you go to, if you went to Atlanta right now and you went to any of those, you went to any technician, and technician being electrician, grit, camera department, and you mentioned the name Carl Johnson. They, they're gonna give you stories. They're gonna give you nothing but, oh man, where do I begin? See, you know. Personally,
1: my father passed away when I was four, and then I had a okay. stepdad. And I'm not going to go too much about my, my family, but one thing I do want to point out is my stepdad eventually got a job for ELS in LA or Hollywood ELS is a lighting electricity company, electricity lighting services. And they did all, they did all the uh, movie premieres, they did concerts. And so I, I was really blessed to go to a couple of wards and be with my stepdad, but he would be working. I'd wander off. I'm like yeah. six, seven years old. And one memory that always sticks with me is that I met a, the legend himself, B.B. King, at the House of Blues and didn't nice. know who he was. All I knew is that he was a brother with a guitar that sat on a big chair in the middle of the stage. And because <laughs> my stepdad, all he did was break down the stage as I was always on the stage. So it didn't like m- hit me in my head that I'm on the stage talking to the person that commands the stage. And you gotcha. know, the biggest blues players of all time. And he would tell me things like, and, you know, like I said, I still didn't know until I got older. And my stepdad said, you know, you used to talk to that guy. And, you know, it was when he passed away that it really hit me hard. They're like, wow, he was really gaming me and making me understand that it's a blessing to be here, to be around these people. But it's up to you on what you make out of your opportunity. If you were scared enough not to talk to me because you see me in his chair, you would never know the game that you're getting will I talked to so many different celebrities. It wasn't no more a... a they're this person that's unreachable. They're human just yeah. like, I. They, you know, they do everything the same. And yeah, they're human just like, exactly. And they were just
0: given an opportunity. They were given an opportunity and, you know, they exploited that opportunity to, you know, to where they are, to, to be where they are, where they currently are, whatever they may be, you know what I'm saying? That's all it that really is. We're all the same. We're all given the same time. You know, they're looking at the same sun, same moon, everything. You know what I'm saying? So it's just the fact that you're given an opportunity and you what you do with that opportunity is on you. And it's the same thing I always say to the young guys. It's like, listen, man, I could lead you to the water. I can definitely lead you to the water. But it's on you drink it to want to drink it. You know? Some of the some of the guys that I've brought to the water, you know, drink to the water, they done, they done drank they drink the whole pond. You know what I'm saying? Some guys walk away, some guys, you know what I'm saying? It depends but it's on you and just how much you can, how much you can take, you know, for me, I just wanted it all, man, you know, especially with this music video thing. So it was like, it was important for me to just stay, like I said earlier, stay in my lane and just use that to give back.
1: Yes. You know, yeah. now, I mean, brother, you had worked on some of the biggest videos off of some of the biggest billboard charting albums and singles. What are some of the highs and lows you faced in your career? I know you started to talk about it just a little bit, but it is one of my questions. I feel like you was reading my notes.
0: Um, my lows. Um, I'm gonna just be honest, man. I can't, I mean, my lows consisted of just things that related to, to production. You know, sometimes going over budget, you know, um, or I may not have gotten the job that I, you know, I may not have gotten that job to produce. You know, but it never—it never, really bo- never really bothered me. That's that's my son in the background, but it's all good. Um, it never really bothered me because I used that just just to get to get over, to you know, just to just to stay positive. You know what I'm saying? And it, it, those lows became highs for me. You know, I never let any of those—I never let any of those lows get to me. And I don't be honest, with you, I can't even really. I can't, re- I can't really, I can't really recall major, any major lows. You know, I just looked at it as, you know, life lessons or what have you. I can't really recall, but you know, for highs, I'm happy of just meeting, meeting an artist. This is their first video. And then within a year or two, you know, they're mega stars. I mean, I feel like, I feel as though I've been around maybe four artists that i've seen from the very beginning to they are now stars you know one of them being lil john you know i did you know i mean when i first met him he you know he had this you know bibi and all that and you know i did all his i did all his majority of videos and he just became a huge star um 50 cent i did 50 cents how to rob commercial you know and then, you know, we all know who he is now. He's huge. And you know, I got a chance to produce a lot of videos for him through my guy Eve Rivera. Um, Cardi B. You know, I did I like it. I produced that video. I did um the the money video, I, I, the um, the the um press video, the um the, the yes video.
1: Come on. The yes video enough. with Fat
0: Joe, it's you in. know, and yeah, and then we just did the Watt video that's that's out right now. Um and my current and my current guy who I really love is my guy, Jack Harlow. You know, I've done all of Jack's videos, you know, from the very beginning. I commissioned for Jack. So just to see that brand new artist. And now he's, you know, he's performing at the VMAs on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? It's like, this is crazy. You nah. know, so those are the, those are the, those are the ones that stand out. You know, I mean, there's a couple of others, But those are the four that I, I really felt like. I was there from the very jump, and I seen their career. just And Jack is still going, and so is Cardi. They're still, you know, but they're they're in great spaces right now.
1: No, I've been really blessed on this platform to interview people that I've interviewed. Uh, Jay White did it. I interviewed. Uh, oh yeah, Jay White is dope. He's incredible. But you know, the people involved with Cardi B's careers, from KSR Group to yeah. Even with Jack Harlow, I interviewed uh, Generation Now's uh, uh, Don Cannon and Willie mm-hmm. Joe the A&R, and then I interviewed Ferrari Simmons that you know did the that did the freestyle that caught DJ Drama's attention that got him signed, and that was like a yeah. flag for Ferrari Simmons to be like, you know, I'm onto something. I'm breaking artists. I need to start doing something on my own. And yeah. it's amazing that here I am on my journey. I'm hearing about the intricate levels of of how they play. And you start off in the beginning of two people. I've got to hear the beginning of their careers and God bless me another way to, you know, to hear another testimony to their journey. And people don't yeah. understand that the journey is not something that happens overnight. The only thing oh, that no. happens overnight is sleep. A dream. Is right. for. A dream is, is passionately <laughs> and, and countless hours. You don't even think about it no more what you're doing. That's what a
0: dream is. That's right. You're 100% right, right there, man. And, then, yeah, that's, and that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful thing that you have this platform and you can just witness all of this. You know what I'm saying? And that's dope. That's why I, I really applaud. You know, as much as you know, we sit here and we talk about Corona and COVID. I really applaud what has happened and what has been created. Now, I'm sure your platform was prior. You, you know, of course, you probably started prior to Corona. I'm sure. So, uh, and you- I only, and I only, only reason I'm saying that because I think. When, when you first started, you said season four. Yes. So no, I take I started,
1: that. You're... I started this this end of December of 2019. And wow. In first season, I interviewed a brother named Bobby D. And Bobby D gotcha. was like you're psychedelic, like Post Malone, and you know you're you're sense you're sensible. Like I need to get behind you, whatever you need help with. And that yeah. moment, I'm here. I am. He's doing concerts. He's doing festivals. I'm thinking I'm going to be, and he told me, I'm going to be interviewing some of the biggest artists that are coming on his festivals. Lovers and France, uh, R&B Rewind, uh, Snoop Dogg's Tours, and, and so on and so forth. So I'm thinking like, okay, I don't have to work that hard per se because I just finally connected with someone that's going to lift me up and allow me to get accessibility to someone. And yeah. then it hit. Two weeks later, yeah. I met him on a Wednesday. On Friday, I'm at an event with 112, Next, and Keith Sweat for Valentine's Day. Interviewed him on the 12th, on the 14th, mm-hmm. Palm Springs. I drove five hours to get to Palm Springs, and I'm spending the night, and with my wife and family with with R&B singers, <laughs> and and wow. interviewing them. And then shortly two weeks after that, COVID hit and everything shut down. So I had to go back and spin the wheel and figure out how am I do this. But you know, if you accept the the failure, the failure already beat you.
0: That's right, 100 right. You know, 100. That's why I was like, like I was saying, it was like I was I was leading to the fact that how this has definitely spawned the creative juices for not only for yourself, but for the, for other platforms out there as well, you know? Oh, and I have to mention, how could I not, how could I, I I can't go on without mentioning the other artist who I actually was from the very beginning, who is now a huge star. And that is Wiz Khalifa. You know, I was, um, I did, I did Black and Yellow. That was my first video for Khalifa. And now it is 10 years later. You know, um, my last video, my, my very last video, like being on set prior to COVID, was Wiz Khalifa and Tiger. We did the, con- the contact video with the hot air balloons and things like, you know, so that was my la- And I just shot another video for him, the two videos he got out right now he shot during COVID. But that's, Wiz is, that's my brother right there. You know what I'm saying and um, we've been rocking together for 10 years and to see him being at his mother's house when we shot black and yellow to the to the mansion he now has in LA you know what I'm saying it's like you know doing the tours we shot a film I've done at least I've done at least 25 visuals with Wiz at least that's you know that I can even think of every album he's dropped I've done at least three to four videos off of off of each and Wiz was the one and this is, this is what I knew was really real too you know You know, I always had this thing about me and artists where I always said you know I do the videos for the artists and then I go home I never fraternize the artists because you know I always tell the young directors artists are not your friends you know and I don't mean that in a disrespect way I mean it as you need them just as much as they need you You know what I'm saying? You're directing their video, but you need them in order to actually direct the video. You know what I'm saying? So once you're done, you go home, they're going their world, you go on yours, and you keep pushing. There's only a few artists, I feel like there's only a few artists that I actually can actually call or text and get genuine responses and love, and Wiz happens to be one of them. You know, and he actually he set the whole commissioning thing he set the stone he said he said he said he set it in stone for me because he put out an album rolling rolling papers two now i was kind of commissioning here and there but he put the album rolling rolling papers two out and he you know he reached out and was like listen i want you to commission this album i want you to video commission this album so off of that album we did nine videos off that album those are those videos. Atlantic Records loved those videos. So then it was like, oh, great! So here's another artist, and here's another artist, and another artist. So now, you know, I commissioned for Wiz. I, was, I commissioned for Jack Harlow. I commissioned for IVJ. I commissioned for A Boogie. I commissioned for Kodak Black. I commissioned for Cardi B. I commissioned for P and B Rock. I commissioned for um, another young artist we we just signed, Juicy Fruit. Um, and I was commissioning for for Gucci man. So, yeah, I mean, now I have a a nice, healthy roster and I'm also doing stuff for other artists as well, you know? So, you know, Wiz was the one that really jump started this whole commissioning situation for me, even though I was going in that direction. He just made it more official, you know? So um, that's why I was like the whole Snoop thing. It was like. That's dope. Full circle. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I love Wiz. I love Snoop, of course. Yes. Like
1: they, they definitely created a way for things that you like. Everyone's fraternizing and judging you upon, what you want to do in your own world to be comfortable and cope. And they made yeah. it comfortable. They made it so it's sensible and, and understanding. And you know, I give oh, yeah. up to them brothers because I, I, I really do look up to them the same way I look up to Pocket Bob Marley,
0: I look up to Snoop and Wiz. Listen, Snoop is such a household name. It's like that name is worldwide. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's like, is it, to me, he's one of the biggest artists in the world. I don't even care about money, stats and all that. It's like once, you, once your mother knows him, once your grandmother knows him, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, yo, everyone, you go anywhere in the world and say Snoop Dogg, people know who that is. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's definitely a, a great, you know, a great goal. If you're an artist, if you want to, you know, get to that thing. But yeah, man. So I had to give, I had to get that love to um to Wiz Khalifa. No, thank you.
1: Guy. Thank you for sharing that, brother. Cause yes, cool. sir. like I've done my research on you and you made my research look like all I did was read one chapter out of a 50 page or 50 chapter
0: <laughs> book. No, it's all good. I mean, that's, that's the good thing that you, you got to do your research. That's important. You know what I'm saying, so I definitely applaud you in that, man. But yeah, when I mean, listen, it's there's a lot of it. I got there's a lot of it, it's a lot of stories, man. So you know. Oh yeah, no, I'm am
1: I'm I'm gonna do my best. Actually, I only got two <laughs> more entertainment questions, and then we're gonna transition into my segments. And okay, uh, just so you know, I'm not gonna dig too much more because I feel like not only do you have your own story, your own documentary, your own biopic to put out, I don't want to be the one to pull out all the gems right now because. I do things unorthodox. I go by the feeling. I go by, you know, I try to keep it as organic as possible. And gotcha. sometimes things flow out and be like, damn, he, he gave out so much that, that I don't think that he was supposed to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I listen. I, I'm comfortable with whatever I say. So I'm, trust me. I, if there's something I got to hold back, then I'll definitely hold back. But I'm I, so far we good. We rolling.
1: My, okay, so my last two questions about entertainment for you, brothers. What's what's the difference between the budget from back then videos to now, and how is that
0: like a restraint to what you do from then to now? Um, that's a question. That's a that's a great question. Um, what I did because you know you saw you saw the industry changing. You know, we shot a lot of music videos on film. Once we was doing Biggie's videos and things, that was all shot on film. But you saw the transition from film to digital. So what I had to do, number one, was I had to learn to adapt. All right, that's the number one thing. Um, what I'm not going to, because if you try to fight it, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. Period. And I, and I you're going to lose. Like it's going to keep. It's going to go with or without you. So. Learn to adapt. And that's why I try to tell a lot of the older guys that were in the film world. And I'm not talking about film as far as movies. I'm talking about just film as in the actual film. Like, the you know, the, the, the film that you put in the camera. Yes. Um, I tell them, like, listen, you can't, listen, you have to, you got to go digital. You have to learn to adapt. Now, with that being said is, if you can't do it, what I thought of doing was I started of putting my arms around the younger guys that was really digesting this digital world. So things that I didn't know, I learned from them. But what they didn't know was how to maneuver in that space when you're dealing with record labels, product managers, managers, artists, video commissioners. See, that's where I was well-versed at. So let me take what you know and let me give you what i know and let's build so then i put my arm around these guys and now i would just produce for them but they were they were i was producing this digital all these digital these digital digital pieces i should say you know these videos and shit so it worked out so that was the thing that i had to do for myself It's like even though the budgets may not have been 100,000 200,000 anymore and they went down to 75 50 30 20 thousand dollars you just learn to adapt if you want to eat you better learn you got to learn to deal with what's what's in front of you and like even like to this day people still get oh well you just did cardi b you're not going to do a a, a five thousand dollar video why wouldn't i now say i'm not going to do it but what i do know is i got 10 to 15 young directors who can actually do that video for you i'll come on set and i'll oversee the video hence the hence the product, production company overseen i would oversee that project for that artist for that you know so it always it kept me going it kept the relationships tight because now that same artist that did a five thousand dollar video blew up now he has a budget four hundred thousand so you gotta sometimes you got to put yourself ahead of the game somewhat just think about how it could be You know, and that's what I did. I just learned to adapt, man. And I didn't let the budgets or the digital world scare me. I just learned. I said, "Fuck it." I, you know, I, I love what I do. I want to stay within it, so I'm going to learn, and I want to surround myself with people that that know more than me. That's right. And I, and I, and I learn as as we're going on, as we, you know, every like I say, every job there's new equipment, new apps, new software being developed every day. As you and I are talking right now, somebody is developing something that's going to make my life easier. Right. I don't know what it is right now, but I may, it may happen tomorrow. It may happen next week, but I got to let me, let, me, let, me, let me find out who this person is and let me find, figure it out. You know, so when the time does come for me to actually use it, then I got the person who, who can make it happen that's right you you gotta you listen you can listen you gotta you know what they say what it is you gotta you know um work hard work smart not hard yeah smarter not harder that's right so yeah man so you know that's what that's what that's what i did in regards to the change the climate change in this industry Mm. from from film to digital from budgets being from ball to small you know what i'm saying so no that's
1: amazing that's 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 taking the excuse and making it the reason to do it and not making it the excuse why it didn't happen. It was That's only $5,000. Right, it was only $20,000. And, it you know, you, you remove yourself from that big picture once you say that only, and the doubt, the doubt removes you.
0: You, you went in
1: right. you know, a big piece on this picture to, oh, this picture is done without you, and it looks good.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's
1: time yeah, to come. Gotta,
0: yeah like, man. I I don't let nothing I don't listen, I don't leave any crumbs on the table unless I want unless I want to. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's in and that's very that's very small. You know, I have to really not you know, I listen, even if I can't do it, I have people that can do it, in which I'm still being and I'm still involved. So even if I'm not on set, I'm still involved via text messages, emails, I'm giving insight. I'm giving resources and just to get the project going in the loop, you know? Yeah. I got to stay in the loop, man. That's important.
1: All right. I'm about to tear you in between because you have 25 years of videos and work and projects to, that you have done. And I want to know what's your top three favorite that you've done oh. of all time. Just wow. three.
0: That so, little guy right there. Hey, Drake. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Hey, I was just on Fox
1: Soul the other night, and and they said I was Drake's cousin, and they didn't realize wow. I was, until the end of the until the end of the show they realized I was white, and you know, oh my God. it was hilarious. But at the same time, <laughs> that made my I'm, I guess I got a Drake comparison
0: because your son just called me. No, um, August. His name is Zilo. Okay. Okay. All right. He's over there now in his little sandbox. Um. <laughs> My top three. Oh man. All right, well this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you two. And I'm gonna tell you why. Um my first would be the Royal Flush video, because that was my first hip hop video. Um uh and my second would be Cardi's Money because we won the VMA. Um everything else, that's a hard one, man, because they're all my favorite in some shape, way or form. Some way. Mm. But I, I don't, I mean, there's so many. It's like, I mean, this videos I did with Most Death that I love. This video, I mean, Erica Badu, Window Seat. I, I love that. That was great. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Don't, Lil John, I don't, your I don't, Lil John, I don't give a, shot that that one, that one 19, I was in 1999, 98 or 99 source video, the source video of the year. Um, you know, that was a big, um, little John, um, um, get low. That was huge. Huge. Um, I don't know, man, it's so many, you know, it's so, and, and I'm not saying that I'm just, it's just a lot because like today I posted two throwback. Two Throwback Thursday videos. But the only reason I posted those two videos, which I totally forgot, of course, because I recently heard those records. Mm. So that's how sometimes with me, I remember what I've done because I may have heard the record. Like, oh, I heard, oh, that was on the radio or that was on some, you know, serious F- XM throwback, whatever. And like, oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, but there's so many visuals in my head. It's so hard to. Picked my but I mean I, but I I definitely have I definitely have a handful you mm-hmm. know um Kanye West two words that that was dope most definitely with Freeway uh I, I don't know uh Nelly Tip Drill I mean that changed the game you know ludicrous pee popping like I mean it's so it's been so many I'm just you know so <laughs> Ghost <laughs> but those two you know
1: fair enough fair enough I ain't gonna tell nobody that. you know the listeners may run away and say something he picked those five but he picked those two first
0: yes Yes, I mean yeah that one that that opened the door and then that one I I want that was the you know because when you when you you you're in the music video space you want to get to the big show you know what I'm saying you want to get to the MTV VMA that's the big show you know, you, you you know, you also want to get to the BET Hip Hop Awards or BET Award. Those are the big shows. You know what I'm saying? But you know, the VMAs was is the creme de la creme because that oh, you know, that's the, you know, they start they started that whole wave. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's where you, you know you want to get recognized for your work. And you know, I, I was in the I was I was there last year. I had my overseen hoodie on and. You know, I'm sitting in the audience and you know Cardi B and they say Cardi B money and she gets up and I'm sitting there like oh shit, we won like hold on a second. Um, excuse me. Don't go too far out, okay? Thank you. Um yeah, and we and we won, so that was a big deal for me, you know. It's like definitely. Absolutely. He uh, I'm sorry. He's right there. August, don't go too far, please. You know, so, yeah, those are the two.
1: Hey, that's that's really real. You hear me? I'm going to go ahead and transition, put a pause on the entertainment questions. We're going to dig into my three segments. And okay. I know I'm taking a lot of your time, brother. I apologize. I'm going to try and it's run good, this as quickly as possible.
0: <laughs> so so here,
1: all good, bro. Knowledge is power, but when you use that knowledge, it's a superpower. And my next segment is all about awareness, and I feel like when you're able to do that in certain certain situations, you can really rise above. And you know, I ask every guest of mine, "When was the last time they were pulled over, and what's advice they can give to somebody in the you know in in the instance of being pulled over and interacting with the police, so that they can?"
0: Wow! Last time I was pulled over. That's crazy. Last time I was pulled over to two incidences, it was actually two. Um, I'm basically, I-, I feel like I'm a really good driver. Um, last time I was pulled over that I was like, kind of nervous, shaky about was um, we had chess. We-, we drove down, to- we drove to Atlanta for my father's funeral, right? So we drove back to New York and you know, it was me and my son and my wife and we got pulled over in Virginia, coming from Atlanta back to New York and we got pulled over Virginia. You know, Virginia being a commonwealth state, I'm a little, um, a little nervous, but you know, it was it was smooth. You know, it's, as a black man in general, it's just like when you get pulled over, you know, the anxiety kicks in and the sweaty palms and you don't know what's gonna happen. You know, of course, those the issues that we're seeing now that we're seeing, of course, they were happening then. They've been happening for years, decades, right? But they weren't really highlighted three to four years ago like they are, now, like it is like it is now, right? So at the time, you know, I was nervous, I had my family with me, I don't know what to expect. He wound up being cool. Gave me my ticket, I was on my way. So that was the last time. And I was, you know, I'm being pulled over. I'm being cool at all times. You know, i got my hands. My hands are visible. You know, I'm not reaching for nothing until I'm being asked to. So, you know, and before, but even when I was pulled over, I had the lights. I made sure I had, you know, my wallet was out, my shit, everything was out. Maybe hey, pull my driver's license out, make sure we should get the res- registration out. So when he asked for it, all I got to do is hand over a piece of paper. I don't have to be fidgeting for nothing. And that's a shame that you even got to be doing all that. But to play it safe, let me do that now. Let me be prepared. Yeah. So when he had license registration, here you go, sir. You know, I'm not gonna be fidgeting. I'm not digging. I'm not di- digging into. I'm not moving. I'm here. You go. Got my ticket. Moved on. Um. The second time was um, picking up my wife from a studio session that um she actually had um with one of her artists, and it was like two, three o'clock in the morning picking her up West Side Highway in New York City. We get pulled over because of our light happened to be out. You know, she had a little she had a couple drinks. She wasn't driving, of course I was, but she was just upset. I'm not gonna sit here and say she was belligerent, but she was just a little upset. You know, i might be going I might even gonna say she was mouthy. She was just a little like, yo, our lights work. What are you talking about? You know, so that was kind of like a back and forth had to step outside, talk to the officer Had to just let him know that everything was cool and he let us go. So those are the two incidences that I can recall, but I've never really had an incident where it was, you know, God, thank you, God, that has, you know, that has taken my life or it's been a situation where I had to go to jail or any of that. It was just, you know, stop and go, keep it going, you know? So my advice you know, just to answer your question, my advice to those listeners is, you know, be be prepared. You see them flashing lights, you know, be prepared. Have your stuff ready to go. Know where your stuff is at at all times. Make sure your hands are visible, you know. And just be respectful, you know. And I and that sucks that you gotta you gotta play that game. But I want to be alive. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. If I gotta swallow my pride a little bit just so I so so I can go home, then so be it. I will do that. If I have, you know, if it gets if it has to go to that point, if it gets to that point, now just bear with me because I'm at home and I'm still talking, of course. Um, But my son just went out my gate, and I just want to just make sure he's good. (laughs) That's all. My children
1: inch; they take a mile. I understand.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's and look, he parked his little car right behind my car. So, like, boy, what are you doing? So, I'd be like, okay. that. yeah, and that's good. Listen, and that's cool. I got no issues with any of that, I have no issues whatsoever. It's just the fact that I want to know where he's at. So, that's right. all. Absolutely.
1: You're a dedicated dad, brother.
0: Yeah, man, yeah.
1: See, it, it's not just that oh, I'm doing this, no, it's, it's it's going on and you're reacting. You're not waiting until something happens. It's like, nope, he went out. Damn it, he did go out. Let me go yeah, out. Yeah, he there. sure did.
0: Uh, yeah, because he went out and, and the wife opened the door like, where is he? I'm like, yeah, he's right there.
1: <laughs> hey, I love my so wife. now I'm like, where is he? <laughs> I love my wife, but she loves to bust my chops when I don't know something, when I try to be on top of it. So I understand.
0: Come on man, that's that's just what it is, bro. Oh, that's just what it is. Listen, I'm right there with you. So it's all good. It's all good. Yep. Happy life. Um, happy so life. Yeah, man. That's um that damn right, man. That's what that's <laughs> that that is so the truth. Um but yeah, that's um that's what that's that's my advice to those being pulled over. No, I appreciate your testimony, brother. A lot of people don't
1: know you gotta park your pride and you gotta go through this situation as quickly as possible. But with the look of patience. And yeah. is it easy to do? No. That's why not everyone can can go through certain things the way it does with with you know jobs, fights, so on and so forth. But especially right. those times of need, it's so important that you stay calm, you go through it as quickly as you can and be patient. Because as soon as they
0: give you the green light to go, it's over. That's right. That's it. I'm out of there. Come on. And I'm gonna pay that t- and I'm gonna pay that ticket too. I don't want no issues.
1: like you shit but that's another that's another topic that's my next segment it's called trading places you know i love the movie trading places uh for the younger crowd they know it as freaky friday but the whole idea is that they're waking up two (laughs) iconic people are waking up and things have changed and you know I, i think of these two brothers that i'm about to have for you trade places in in the same light that you know they both have huge success but i wonder what would happen if they traded. And I'm going to hit you with it. Here you go. I got Wiz Khalifa trading places with Dave Chappelle.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. Um, How that would be
1: if they trade places?
0: Yeah, that's question number one.
1: Can you see it working?
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. You know, they're both big, you know, bee smokers Wiz is a, Wiz is a, um, he's a funny guy and he gives you this fucking, he gives you that laugh, man, that's so infectious. It was so crazy. He got that ha ha ha. ha." He has that laugh. Um, But Dave is, you know, Dave is definitely into hip hop. He loves his rap music. So it it could, it could work. I don't, I can't, you know, of course, seeing Dave in my head right now, I'm just like, how would he? How would he look if he was a rapper? You know, Wiz. On the other hand, I could see Wiz being how he is right now. You know, but I think it could. It could work a little bit. It could work. It could work a little Dave bit. Tad bit. Dave Chappelle. would look crazy as hell with a whole bunch of tattoos. <laughs> well, then again, he's a he, he's a he's a tad bit darker than Wiz, so it's kind of you know it'd be a little crazy. Like I have two tattoos myself but no one ever know I'm brown skin, dark skin, whatever you want to call it, but you wouldn't know unless I told you. But someone like Wiz who's tatted head to toe, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it works for him. Cause once you, once you, once you, once you commit to that type of commitment, when you getting tax, like right here and here and here and here, there's no other way but entertainment. Yeah, that's it. Unless you're a ta- or, or, you're, or you're owner of a tattoo parlor, you know, but you're either a tattoo artist or you're an artist, you know, especially when you're committing to that type of situation, you know. I feel like if Wiz was Dave Chappelle, Wiz would have more
1: trouble trying to stop himself, laugh from the jokes he's about to tell people and what he understands of how he's explaining it versus <laughs> Dave Chappelle is so great at delivering that joke. And then he
0: laughs. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know what? He may, and he may, he may also have great delivery on his raps, on his bars. Yes, yes. You know, because you know, co- comedy is all about timing and delivery as well. So you know, and I think the same thing with rap. You know, you gotta know when the when you when you gotta hit them, and that delivery. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, they they go hand in hand. So it, like I said, you know, it it could it could work. It could work minus the tattoos and the dreads on Dave Chappelle. I can see
1: Wiz Khalifa in Half Baked. I can see Wiz Khalifa in a lot of those movies.
0: Period. Oh yeah, that's automatic. Yeah, once you know if it's weed involved, oh he's there. He's he's there. He's a good <laughs> guy, and his and, and his and his strain is good too. So no complaints there. There it is. There, KK is not a game. Well, not not a game.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> think that would be the one thing different that Dave Chappelle would do. I don't think he would name a strain like you know after his name. I think Dave Chappelle would do something like really off the wall so that when you smoked it, not only did you know that you smoked Dave Chappelle
0: shit, but it's going to have you off the wall and you expected that. See, that could be the name, off the wall. He could be in some Michael Jackson shit, off the wall, or it's just called baked, you know what I'm saying? Or just baked. So you're good. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm done.com. Yeah. that could be the name, explanation. done.com.
1: There you go. <laughs> done.com. Dave Chappelle, we got strains for you, brother. We got strains. There you go. yes, so, uh, you survived my Trading Places segment. We're dipping into my third segment. And, you know, it's called Impulse Q&A. The idea is that okay. I want you to give me impulse answer based upon my wild question. And they try to be okay. fan perspectives. Plus, you say, say the last part? They're like fan perspective questions. You know, these are oh, the like things that people want to know from being fans. Okay. So, you and your family's off. Where are you going for dream vacation that you haven't been to? Shit.
0: Hawaii. Hawaii. That's just my personal, that's just me. But I was close. I was going to shoot a video there. I was close. And just my research. For Hawaii, it's just my eyes was open, look at the black, the, cause the, the artist wanted to shoot a video on black sand beaches. So I had to research black sand beaches and I found a handful of beaches. So, but then it was just the, you know, the journey of getting to the, once you get into the island now you gotta travel to those beaches. So it just, I was intrigued and just our conversations, but yeah, Hawaii.
1: Okay. I don't think that you would ruin a vacation for a work
0: site. You know, that's just my opinion. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. I'm going to have fun regardless. <laughs> Trust. Trust. I'm going to have fun regardless. I'm, gonna make a, I'm going to make I'm going to a way, the way I'm going to have my big smiles and I'm going to walk away with memories and lots of moments. So that's important. What is one thing that you
1: hate but you wish you loved? Question number two.
0: Oh, my gosh. That I hate? That I wish I loved, man. These some good. This is this is a really good question. That I hate. I don't really look. And I you know. I don't I, want. I don't want to. I don't want to be I hate lane. vegetables. See, I love vegetables. Except for okay. If we want to play. If we want to go there with it, I'll say I'll say Brussels sprouts. Mm. And, I'm and I'm only saying that because you mentioned vegetables, because I was still trying to figure out, what is it that I hate? Because I don't really hate anything. I may dislike a couple things, but I can't even think of what they might be right now. You know, besides the obvious, like, what's what we're going through in the world right now, COVID, racism, shooting black people, shit like that. And of course, I hate that. um But... Uh, there's no, there's oh, yeah, not, no not, way there's No, no. no. There's... We're, not, we're not loving at all, but just on the hate part. But... To answer your question, and because you mentioned vegetables, I'm just going to say brussels sprouts because okay. I really don't like brussels sprouts. And that was so crazy. I was talking about that earlier today. So yeah, brussels sprouts. I'm sorry, whoever, sorry to the listeners. My answer may be a little lame, but I'm just trying to keep it nice and um. I can't think of anything. You know How'd that worked, but you that was, that was a cheat code. So thank you so much. You know that's like the <laughs> third time that I've been involved
1: in your day, and I promise you, we have never met. We haven't. We've only spoke one time a day, like a week ago to set up the interview, and it, it just yeah. blows me. I'm taking people that you text. I'm taking conversations. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's all good, bro. It's all good. It's but yeah, that's 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 my answer. Brussels sprouts. Let's get it.
1: Question number three: What is the funniest thing you've seen a kid do?
0: I have three of them. So the funniest. Oh man. There's been so many moments, so many. The funniest. Oh my gosh! Okay. Um. I remember my I remember my son, my eleven year old son. You know, he was. You know, of course, he's in the back seat. You know, and he wants to get up and drive. So you know, as a parent, sometimes you let them sit in your lap, and you let them steer the wheel. Right. Right. I let him I let him steer the wheel. So I said, let me take it, let me take it a notch. Let me put the car in drive. All right. Now, you know, we're in a safe we're in a safe space. We're safe, so nothing's gonna happen. You know, but what I didn't know that there was a like a little pothole, but I didn't really see. So I let the car go and it hit this pothole. I knew what it was. He didn't know what it was. So he thought now mind you. He thought it was an accident, and he had to be, he's 11 now, he had to be, he had to be my son, my current son, he had to be around six. He thought it was an accident. He started, now, it may not be as funny, funny, but it's funny to me when the kids start crying uncontrollably over something they had nothing to do. Nothing They had, they had nothing to do with So he thought, he disent to the car. So he, Daddy, I'm so sorry. I mean, it was that to me was funny as hell. Oh. It, you know, of course he, but I'm, but I'm also egging him on. Like, do you know what you just did? Oh. And the more I would do that, the more he should get even crazier to the point. I was like, okay, Kareem, calm him down. It's only a joke. Got out the car, showed him what it was. Nothing happened to the car. He was cool. So, you know, I hate, you know, sorry if that's not as funny as it could, but to me, it was fucking hilarious because <laughs> it was like, you know, my mother always said, Yo, you always are a pest to the kids. You always bother." because I used to always terrorize my, my little cousins and things of that nature. So I was always the biggest cousin. So it was like, I get this thing where I just like to, you know, mess with the kids, you know, m- mess with them in, you know, in those funny, hilarious ways. Let me okay. just clear that up, clean that up. You know what I mean. Uh, What
1: people don't understand is that tough love creates a genuine bond, number one, but it puts you through obstacles that you don't go through until later on in life. But if you have someone that genuinely loves you and pushes you, you're going to go through things that you're not going to expect. And people may not like that fact, but it's a reality that you know what, when your son gets older, God forbid this to happen. But if he hits a pothole or if he backs into somebody, he's going to think of that moment of, should we yeah. just cause an accident or or should I panic? Like he's going to have a moment where he's able to go back to that. And yeah. that's where people overcome. So many people get into accidents, they have panic attacks and do some dumb shit, drive off and, you know, not know what to do to be calm versus they've already had that. I cried. I was
0: upset moment. Yeah, that's right. hundred percent, man. Yeah, man. So yeah, that was my little, I mean, you know, you said you have, you have, you have kids, right?
1: Yeah. I have a son and a so
0: six year old. Yeah, and- So you, yeah, so you I mean you every day it's something. I'm sure. You know, so that's how I was trying to think about what it was, but that came to mind as I was, you know, yeah, it's just cuz now that I'm thinking about it walking to my car, getting his little car and like, okay, see how it circles back to to the car. It's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, that's um that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, you have
1: survived my awareness segment. You have survived my trading places segment. You've also inside, uh, survived my impulse Q and A with flying colors. And as a reward, let's promote. Let's let's get all the viewers, everybody, whatever you want them to pay attention to. Let's talk about it. You know, I know you're getting a lot of light, a lot of light to a lot of people, and it's it's been a beautiful journey on this episode. So whatever you feel like you want people to watch or go pay attention to, hit them
0: with it. Listen, um if um you know, I'll just do it the obvious. Of course, if you wanna follow Kareem, you follow me on my socials, I guess if that's what you mean, you do that, Kareem Johnson. Um, K X, it's not spelled like my name, but I replaced the replaced the um the K X R E E M J X H N S X N. Um, I replaced that because that's what my daughter told me to do. She wrote it out one day and I thought that was cool. So that became my, my IG tag and um, the company Overseen LLC, LLC. And just um, come look at the page, man. Show some love and, you know, comment. You see some videos. If you like it, double tap. If there's any questions you have, please hit me, DM me. And, um, you know, I'll definitely hit you back. But other than that, everybody, please stay positive stay productive, stay well, and stay safe. Oh, yeah. Stay blessed,
1: everybody. Now, exactly. If you notice, my show is different. It's unique. They got segments over there, but I don't do segments like those guys. I try to be organic and different as possible so that, you know, it makes way. You know, the same way how you see what's wrong with a TV or a video, and you make that video different and greater for somebody else, I took that concept, the American way. And, you yeah, know, there you go, man. it. And so, with that, all that being said, my fans knows it's coming. My viewers knows it's coming. I'm gonna hit you with it. You got any questions for me?
0: Hey, man, I appreciate. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you for the platform. You know, it's definitely insightful, not just for yourself but for others as well, man. So that's the that's the beautiful thing. The fact that you you know you just had the gall and you just had the courage to actually create create this. So that's a you know kudos to you. Thank um, you. And just, you know, big thank you, man. Just continue doing what you're doing, brother. You know what I'm saying? That's all I can really say, you know, God bless you and your family, you know, and just and just thank you. I'm appreciative of the opportunity, for real. Oh, it's been more of an honor
1: on my side and all the viewers that's tuned in, they're enjoying this more than you can understand. Trust Beautiful. me. Like You ever seen the, you know, fill in the blank and then everyone gives the wrong word and the wrong answer? <laughs> you know, we have someone like we have a brother like you that gives all the right answers because not only do you know you've been involved, and yeah. that's something that everyone has to appreciate. They give so much credit to so many people that are not involved, and yeah. that's a problem. That's a problem, and you know we no, have to yeah. fixing our problems. You know it's either you're a part of the solution or you're a part of the problem. And there's so many things on this problem side that if you get buried on that side, you probably won't come out. So it's so important that you start growing to the solution the same way how people, you know, revolutionize technology and, and to today how you continue to reinvent yourself. It's the same thing. It's just on all different platforms. And it's important that you stay open minded about it.
0: Oh, yeah, you have to, man, because there's so many people that's behind the scenes that are definitely moving that needle who are definitely positive, man, and very, you know, very productive in this space, man. So. You definitely gotta, you know, they definitely gotta acknowledge them, give them their flowers as well, because you know, there's no I there's no I IN team. Yeah, you know, you may be the big star, but there's a lot of folks that's behind you that's really pushing you to excel. And we definitely have to, you know, highlight those good folks, those good people as well, man. So that's important to me. That's why, you know, if you if you look at any of the posts that I that I've posted on my page or my overseen page, the videos that I've posted are always list the credits. That's in, that's incre- that's in, that's important to me because I just I'm not gonna be out here saying oh it was just all me oh no there was there's a whole host of people that have definitely contributed to execute the vision you know what I'm saying so they need to be highlighted as well and those are the same folks who I do repeat business with you know mm-hmm. and that's important man so you know definitely check out those folks people that I might highlight in these um in the in the in the posts that I in the videos that I post. And please, man, if you're in if you want to get into that field, There's so many it's so many of us out there, man. So please feel free to reach out.
1: Yes, sir. Absolutely. I'ma close out the show and then if I could just have you do a drop, then the show's over. And then I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna open my mouth at the end of this show and not record myself when I talk to you.
0: <laughs> okay. All right, cool. No problem.
1: (laughs) It's Contrast Uncut. It's season four, episode four. Man, big shout outs to Uncle Snoop's Army and Bobby D Presents. I appreciate you, brothers. I wouldn't be able to do incredibly dope shit like interview Kareem Johnson and go over not only his family history, but his history and the intricate delicacy of all the different maneuvers into this video world that we see. You know, you can't go too far past the number one hit without seeing this man's name in the credits. And I wanna make sure not only I give you your flowers, but I give you these diamonds because you have dropped nothing but gems on this show. And I appreciate you so much, brother. God bless you, Kareem Johnson, everybody. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for having me, man. God bless everyone. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: All
0: right. Hey, guys, we'll see you on the side of the podcast. I'm telling a story of a and it could be a body.
1: How Bum skibbity bum. Yeah, grew up on that now. on that air, on that one.
0: Oh, so when I was young, crisscross, make him
1: jump. Battle rap before respect back. My nigga, this ain't what you want. Can I kick it when i rhyme rhyming? But your legend, through he was a sticker right there there you go another episode of contrast uncut make sure if you enjoyed it you leave a comment below you hit some like buttons you hit some uh, subscribe you go ahead and hit share if you want to say something nice or say something you don't want to say at all you're not gonna hurt my feelings comment below